Twin Lights Brewing was founded as a community-centric, environmentally-minded family operation which seeks to source and honor local ingredients, push the boundaries of the science of brewing, and spread the kind of joy that only comes from drinking beer crafted from the heart. With an ever-rotating selection of beers on tap, a family-friendly tap room that welcomes children of all ages as well as dogs, and a large, comfortable space to host all kinds of events, Twin Lights is designed to bring the community together in new and exciting ways. Visit Twin Lights Brewing at 4057 Asbury Avenue in Tinton Falls, New Jersey, and follow them on Facebook and Instagram to stay up to date on their newest releases, merchandise, and special events. Twin Lights Brewing, the official beer sponsor of the Review Podcast Network. today about uh, Shazam and uh, I think Cocaine Bear too. Yeah, yes. two very different um, Two very ends. different movies. <laughs> yes. And also maybe some of the DC news because the, yes. the tea is piping hot in, in the DC universe and I'm loving it. It is hilarious. I, I, I have said, I've said this for a very long time. I'm more excited about the eventual documentary that somebody is going to make about the disaster that is the <laughs> DCEU rather than the actual movies they're making because there is like – I mean I, I feel like what we see in the news is literally just the tip of the iceberg. There's oh, got to be so much absolutely. more going on behind the scenes with this. Yes. It's, just, it's just too much of a clusterfuck for it not to be. Right, well, we can talk about the DC news first. Since yeah. it's, so well, the first one that came out was basically Ben Affleck was like – yeah, I'm in the flash for like five minutes, and it's probably like the best time I've had, and I really don't give a shit anymore. And I was like, Jesus Christ, all right. Which is an interesting comment for him to say, because it makes you wonder, it's like... It's also like, it's mildly unprofessional for trying to, but I guess oh, it's, totally. it's also this like, I feel like they kind of fucked them all over in a way, because obviously you don't make comments like that if you know, you had a good working relationship with people. Right, you need right? to feel some type of way to make Right, the that fact that you're like, oh no, I'm willing to burn a bridge and say some like not nice things about DC, basically effectively like making sure you never work with them again, which right. either means like James Gunn, they, they just they have a really bad taste in their mouth, but I'm like, like the movies were not well received, so I don't understand why like they're all kind of like attacking James Gunn for it. Well, see, but... I feel like if he if he's talking about how much fun he had making the Flash, right, right, and he made I... it very known that he's in it for five minutes, which tells me he's probably not even Batman. He's probably more Bruce, yeah, in the movie. Um, it says to me that he that like that to me is more of a dig against Zack Snyder than it is against mm-hmm. you know James Gunn because it's like you know. He made a very big, you know, everybody made a big stink about the disaster that was the filming of Justice League with, you know, Whedon coming right. on, right? But, like, none of them really ever had any, like, when you go back and think about it, right, everybody is all, like, you know, release the Snyder Cut and all this shit, blah, 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 like, but nobody really came out, um, in, like, they came out in defense of Zack Snyder, in a sense, yeah. but, like, nobody really from that crew has ever come out and been like, yo, Zack Snyder was a dream to work for, I oh, so support I his you vision, you know, yeah. like, so I feel like deep down inside, I mean, like, especially Ben Affleck, right, like, like, like Gal Gadot and, like, you know, and, like, uh, Jason Momoa, like, I can kind of understand, and, like, Ezra Miller, because he sucks, but, like, Ben Affleck is, by and large, a 
very good actor, and I would say an even better director. Mm. So I feel like at some point, again, this goes back to like what we don't oh, know. Oh, he, he knows a little more about directing than, let's say, his other counterparts. Right? And he knows how he would treat his cast. Exactly. And then how he was maybe treated. Like, I definitely feel like throughout the filming of the movies that Ben Affleck has done with Zack Snyder, there was a lot of Ben Affleck being like... <sighs> Okay, yeah. you know, like, oh, another slow motion scene, you know? Right, Because like, right. Ben is a very good director, in my opinion. The movies that he's directed, I think, are phenomenal. Um, and I just can't imagine what it was like for somebody of that talent to work for somebody who I think, quite frankly, is a fucking hack. I think Zack Snyder is one of the worst directors ever on the face <laughs> of the earth. I think he's an absolute fucking hack. Like, <laughs> Yeah, so yeah, I saw that, and I was like, okay, there's definitely, again, that was like the beginning to like, Oh, there's definitely a little simmering under the surface, whatever. And then, and then Zachary Levi was like, just went scorched earth. Like, there's no like, oh, like no cryptic messages. Literally like reposting articles being like, yep. Like, and basically to sum it up was The Rock basically tried, thought he was the moment and thought he was that girl. And thought he was like, you know, the bell of the ball and Rock came in and was going to try to be like, this is my fuck. I'm the captain now. And then DC said, the fuck you thought. Yeah. And then then they like and then when they realized, hey, like, hey, listen, Rock, like you're not like what you're not that big. Then he's like, all right, fuck it. I'm blocking everything. No Black Adam cameo and none of this and none of that. And then basically became like a diva. And I was like, oh, shit. And the fact that exactly the other way, I was like, yeah, he was. I was like, yo, that is wild to me. It really is interesting because I think The Rock has this very carefully crafted public persona. Oh, right. But it's but it's funny. Uh, this is the other part. You know, obviously he was in the Fast and Furious franchise. Yeah. And I, I don't know if you remember, remember him and Vin yeah, they got had a, like a big... Like, you know, his public was like over Instagram where he's like, yeah, I'm not yep. going to be back. And then Vin was like, that's on you. You're not back. We want you back, but you have a problem. Like... And then that was like, oh, that was weird. And now this comes out and it's like, oh, yeah. All right. So now we're starting to get some stuff here. Yeah. And, and I think it's like, you know, like, let, like, let's be clear. I don't think it's because that The Rock is like your your stereotypical Hollywood diva, you know, where it's like, you know, oh, everything's got to be on me all the time. Right. I think he just has a very specific, like alpha style work ethic about him right you know like mm. when you look at his instagram the dude's up at like four o'clock every morning right like it's highly wi very widely publicized about his like workout regimen and like how much he works and like blah 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 i think he has a very specific um work ethic about him and i think that that just doesn't jive with some people mm. you know and i think that that's where like coming to the fast and furious thing was and i think specifically with this you know there were a lot of rumors about this black adam thing which i totally believe because it yeah seems a lot of it was his ego and yeah. i i really believe that i really thought in his mind because i think because he was like i'm executive producer he really championed the black adam thing and there was a lot of good hype on it yeah. and then it just got like delayed 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 the hype kind of died down and then it i mean it made money but not as much as it needed to right and i think his ego Ego took a hit and I think I think DC kind of screwed themselves over because I think they pretty much were in his ear being like listen if this does great you're gonna be like the main guy well see that's what you it know? is there, there's all this like behind the scenes shit that we don't know about right because it's like you know right after Black Adam came out is when that James Gunn news got announced right so that means that Within weeks within it, weeks it right? was like Henry Cavill oh I'm back two weeks later oh yeah. we're kicking him out and I'm like so well, that means are. that that whole 
deal they were working with James Gunn and, and Peter Safran that was in the works for months before this came out. Right. Meanwhile, you got Dwayne Johnson thinking he's going to be the next big thing. Like, so the rumors that I was reading, right, was that he was kind of leveraging. Because, like, let's be honest. Like, in this day and age, Dwayne Johnson is much more of a business mogul than he is an actor, right? Like, that's like his bread and butter is his business and how he does that. What I read, and I totally believe this, was that he was trying to position Black Adam as a way to insert himself into this uh, this level of creative control yeah. around the future of he, the DC. He wanted to be yeah. the next Kevin Feige. Right. Or, yeah. And it didn't work because Warner Brothers had their own plans, and that's why everything just, like, fell. And that, that's why, I mean, like, that's the only explanation for Henry Cable showing up in the after credit scene and then never again. Like, that was it. You know, like, that's the end yeah. of Henry Cable Superman. Like, right. <laughs> and it's so funny, like, the parallels people were saying. It's, like, it's so interesting. In these last couple DC movies, it was, like, Black Adam had a Superman man cameo and flash has a batman cameo and now shazam has the wonder woman cameo like do you have all these and then the next movie is aquaman so i was like oh are all these like these new dc movies with these little cameos are they just like the goodbyes to their character in a way that's why they're doing all these weird little things well that's what i think too because i mean it's like it's you know, Wonder Woman is definitely done for, right? Yes. She she had that. I mean, I don't know. Could I? I could see her maybe showing up in the um, what are they? The uh, Paradise Lost, because right. it's set on Themyscira. But again, it's like, what? Where's the timeline? Is it when she's like twenty? You know, twenty year old? You know, Diana, yeah. where she's like just Hippolyta's daughter and she's like still like learning. I could see that, but I don't think it'll be Gal. But right. I could see, we, we might see a version of Diana, but I don't think we'll see Wonder Woman. Oh that. no, that, that's what I mean. When I, when I said Wonder Woman, I meant Gal. I meant oh, Gal oh yes, yes. Yeah. Like, okay. like they're always going to use Wonder Woman again. But yeah, so, so let's, let's talk about some of these crossovers, right? Getting into Shazam a little bit and kind of working our way backwards because it, it really does make you scratch your head a little bit when you think about what's going to stay and what's going to go. And this is, you know, this is a theory that for people that have been listening to this podcast for a while, I've been saying this for like six years at this point, right? That like <laughs> DC was going to use the Flash movie to reboot the whole universe and keep what they liked and then and keep what worked and get rid of what didn't work, right. right? But the Flash movie got so fucking delayed for so long, but they're still doing that. But now there's been some, you know, because like, you know, right – Five years ago, if you were to say what worked in the DCEU, somebody would you would inevitably hear Wonder Woman because at that point right. only Wonder Woman one had been released. Right, and, and now then, when and you say arguably still one of right DC's greatest wins. Right, you know? but now when you say what still works in the DCEU, and you realize that Wonder Woman eighty four exists, and you're like, ugh, because right. that movie was like the hottest garbage. So yes. thinking about Shazam, working our way backwards, right in the. So Wonder Woman has that cameo at the end of Shazam. It's Gal Gadot as Wonder Woman. Again, it's a very long cameo. And then the after credit scene, right, are two of the characters from Peacemaker yes. trying to recruit Shazam for the Justice Society. The Justice Society is what we heard about first in Black, Black Adam. Adam, which was very established. But when you think back to the Peacemaker show, right, mm-hmm. there was very clear that the whole Justice League showed up, but only Jason Momoa and Ezra Miller were the only people there. Henry Cavill, it Superman, was like with the shadow, right? Shadow, they weren't there. So, like, why would? So, it makes you just ask these questions, like, why is Gal doing this cameo in Shazam? Oh, but has not this in direct, Peacemaker, right? Because Shazam now has this direct connection to Peacemaker because of that after credit scene. So, why did she do the cameo in Shazam, but that. not the right? So, it's all of these like weird concentric circles about who's well, doing what. Well, I mean that that's what the, the end credit scene was supposed to be a Black Adam thing, and I read. And I, I think it was Zachary Levi or someone did, and it was like, 
are was a producer, and they're like, oh, we literally called, and I can't remember their names. The two, the agents. That right. have been in One of them is James Gunn's wife. I forget her name. Yeah, but like they literally called them up. I was like, "Do you have availability for like a day?" And they're like, "Yes." And they filmed it. Yeah. Like, again, completely on the fly. Right. So that tells me like this was all done very late. Because yeah. the fact like that we're ready to go on that because you don't have Dwayne Johnson like oh I think we I think we're gonna shoot Monday like you knew that ahead of time and then the fact that everything dropped so quickly and you're calling these random two actors yep. at the last minute to film something in like a garage somewhere that yeah it's crazy. And then it's weird because I don't know if I mean, we can jump into Shazam, but like, I just felt Wonder Woman was so out of place. Oh, totally. For me. Yeah. Like, it was also odd because you could tell, like, the first cameo when she was, her face was a show. It was, it was very much like the last Shazam, right? Uh, where it's with the Superman because right. they, the actor wasn't there. And then she really, really shows up. And I'm like, oh, so she was never meant to show up in this fucking movie. But they Definitely. like me. And it's just like, I mean, I, I, we're jumping to the end of the movie, but it, I just no, yeah, no. You can one totally of tell. the things I did not like about this movie was like, like he died, and honestly, that was about to be my favorite part of the movie. I was like, oh fuck, and I was like, okay, like Shazam's not there, but we still got the family Shazam. I they're going a different direction. I was like, I, I mean, it sucked that he died, but I was like, I like the stakes of it. Yeah, and then literally out of nowhere, fucking woman comes up and she was like, oh, a god can resurrect a god, snaps her fucking fingers, and he's back, and I'm like. This movie was so fucking stupid. Well, because not only... Yeah, so not only that, right? There was... They made this whole thing about how that, like... So th- th- there were a lot of really annoying plot holes in this movie, right? I would say and this the was script, one of them. The script was, like, was weak. Dude, like, so she shows up in the land of the gods, right? Which we're not really sure exactly what realm this is. Right. But like, you know, it's, it's But like, how does she get there? Because they, exactly. they make it a very big point. Like, oh, we can get there because we have the power of Shazam and we can go through any door we want. Right. Um, and I'm like, okay, but then Wonder Woman just like, she just, she can do that right. too. But they like... never, but, and, and they also never explain how the daughters of Atlas travel between worlds. Oh either. my God. That was they just, such like, fucking a show up. That you was, know? I f- like, let me tell you, I would, I will say probably one of the most, I think if you have a dictionary here at your house, I don't know, but if you look, I'll get a dictionary and I go to the word bland, I'm going to see the daughters of Atlas Bro. right next to that. And I, and I'm like, and like Lucy Lou. She was had, terrible. But, oh yeah. my God, she was so hard to watch. But, but she was so one note. I don't yes. think she had anything to work with. Yeah. And Hella Mirren was a little bit better at telling fucking Mirren. But also, too, like, Hella Mirren and Lucy Liu could literally write their check and be like, I want to be in a Marvel movie. And every Marvel movie would run for them. And they picked this one to I be know. in. Yeah. I'm like, either they, I don't know how they thought, like, I don't know, if I'm Helen Mirren, yeah, I'm an older woman, who cares? But I know I'm an established actor. Right. I want to be in a big movie. I'm not picking Shazam too, bro. Like I was so. You know what it is. I feel like so. Do you ever hear the story about Glenn Close and her role in Guardians of the Galaxy? No. So the it's like very it's 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 pretty widely publicized about her that she was like very vocal about it. She was like she's like I really didn't want to do this movie, but like but my agent was basically like you have to be in a superhero movie. Yeah, well it wasn't even that. It was like it was it was very much like an entourage, you know, with the whole like Matterhorn and Mm -hmm. I don't know if you watch the entourage like Matterhorn and like Betty, right? It was like do the big budget movie and then you get to do your pet project. Like that's the whole reason that Glenn Glenn Close did. 
Corolling Guardians because it was basically like if you do this, then studio the studio will work with you on X, Y, Z, what you actually want to do. So uh, I bet you, I, I haven't. It's read, like it's like a tit for tat. Yeah, like I haven't read into it because this happens in Hollywood all the time. Right, right? right, it's like you know if you're a big enough actor and you, like they you know certain directors. Well, you go like, how did they get that you? actor yeah. in this movie? It's like oh, because they promised them something. Exactly. A lot of times it's just like you get you know it's, it's all deals. Just like deals, wheeling and dealing, right? That's all it is. Yeah. But so, yeah, but I agree. Like Helen, Helen Mirren gave her the best performance possible for that role and Lucy Liu every time she opened her mouth I just wanted to fucking she punch had her. no she emotion was so she was Nothing. so one note yes. and even I can't even she was so forgettable the uh, the, the young sister oh the young sister yeah. I want to I want to say Athena but I know that's not it it was Anthea Anthea yeah. yeah it was just yeah okay so we can start at the beginning now um yeah I just I didn't care like yeah. I, I guess you know what it is how I always look at sequels right the sequel, and I guess we're like talking about Scream, the rules, right? Right. It's got to be bigger. There's got to be like new powers. There's got to be bigger villains. And I didn't get any of that. Like you look at Iron Man 2, right? You had all the multiple suits of armor. And then now you introduced War Machine like it's bigger, right? And then you look at Black Panther. You know, you had a new Black Panther. And then, you know, you had the Midnight Angels and you had Ironheart. And you had this like uh, the mutant name or like, yep. again, bigger than the original. Yep. And then you come in and it's like, oh, there's Shazam Family. They have updated costumes. How? I don't know. But whatever. Right. We're not going to talk about it. And they all have the same powers. Yeah. And it's like, oh, okay. And then they just like, and this is kind of, I don't know. I, I, I think, I hate to admit this. It hurts my heart. I think this movie showed me that I, I think I might be getting a little superhero fatigue. And I don't know if that's because this movie was not that good yeah. or it's just everything's been done so nothing feels original No, it's, it's because this movie was not that good. Now, and, okay. I'll, and I'll tell you why. Because I think that... And I don't know whose fault it is. I don't know if it's the writer or the director or, like, the actors. Like, whatever. But within Shazam, the one thing I thought I kept on thinking about the entire time watching this movie, like, struggling through, is that there is a, a really good movie in here. And here's what I mean by that, right? So if you take the – like, let's say let's say they were to – this movie suffers <laughs> from something that a lot of other superhero movies have suffered from. And it's trying to do too much in the span of just one movie. Okay. So what I mean by that is, right, like, so just take the villains, for example, right? Like, you, you and I had talked about, right? The villains just, like, literally the first scene of the movie. Is they just show just, up. Like, showing up. So the, 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 the yeah. staff they broke, just and you're like, showing who up. are they? Right. Where did they come from? Where have they been this whole time? Yeah. They just didn't sit in there the and whole you time? Get, and you get, you know, because it's only, like, just under a two-hour movie, right? So, and you, so you get little bits and pieces of this... Um, this inner struggle between the three sisters, right? Where it's like they want to, you know, their end goal, as they say, it really is to restore the the land that they come from, right? right? And then that causes some inner strife because Lucy Liu is the crazy one and she just wants to punish man, right? But then at the same time, right, like Helen Mirren's character is the one that is kind of the voice of reason, but even she doesn't follow what she says she's going to do because she's like, we're just trying to plant the seed, you know, the tree of life in our world. But then, like, five scenes earlier when she's having that one-on-one with, uh, with, with Shazam, mm-hmm. she's like, no, we want our powers back, and, like, it's a personal thing for me. They go, fuck right. so it's like, So do you want your powers back, or do you want to restore your home? Right. And then, right? Anth- so, like, then Anthea is like, you know what? I'm going to go undercover in a local high school. Right. And it's like, 
But why? Like, and then yeah. she tries to say, and they make it very clear that she knows that he's got one of the powers, right? So like, why? Like, it's just like the whole thing was, you know, so right? Like, and, again, and then again, she like wants to infiltrate him, and right. then when they capture him, she's like, I never meant for anyone to get hurt. I'm like, right. But she knew it was happening, girl. But then let's talk about that though too. So again, kind of going on the point that I'm talking about here about how they didn't spend enough time on any one thing to make it worthwhile. They they probably spent the most amount of time on the whole relationship between Freddie and Anne, and you know, like, for it to go what, nowhere. For it to go nowhere, exactly. So it's like if they had spent more time on that or done it differently, it could have been better, right? And then there's this whole dichotomy of like the family, right? Mm-hmm. And like you know, it, it's again, it's a movie medium. So like again, I, I, I don't know if it's the director or the writer, but like show me, don't tell me. The amount of times I had to hear them say it's it's family, we're all or none, right? I oh my fucking god, Fast and the Furious, like I get the. <laughs> Like, I get what they're trying to establish here. And, you know, that, that that's why I said I like the first act of the movie the best because when they all still have their powers and they're hanging out in the lair and, like, the one guy's right, popping it was out the different doors. Like, that, you could make a whole movie out of, like, the dichotomy or, or the dynamic of that the family. Team. Right. And they did it for, like, five minutes. And then, and then they, they all like, lost their powers. We're family. We're family. And then they just keep on saying it. And it's like, right. stop saying it. Like, show me, you know? Like, well, and I think that was the one part I liked was the family interplay. And it was, again, it was just played so oddly because like if you look at Shazam 1 like they really dealt with some heavy shit like when he goes and finds his mom and basically realizes like oh mom left me what was it a fair or something yep mom left me at the fair because she just didn't want to have a kid no more yeah exactly that was some deep shit and then you have this like kind of nice moment where she where the mom like calls him her son and he says mom and it just, it was lost in that. And like, that could have been like a really, again, like that superhero defining moment of like, right. you know, Aunt May dying. That was like a really big defining moment of Spider-Man, all this shit. And I'm like, and it just was like, she's like, I love you, son. And I was like, oh my God. And then boom. Then he's like, then he says Shazam and says some fucking corny joke. And I'm like, you just sucked all the tension that could have been good at that. that yeah. I see what you mean by there was a movie that was good in there. Yeah. There's a good movie in there. And then it just like, you know, again, like the, the amount of time, like think about even... The amount of time they spent on the the whole unicorn bit, right? Oh, uh, it, it it made no sense. And it it, it was it, funny, but I'm getting like, but what was the like? Right. What was the point of like? Oh, and all these monsters are everywhere, and then we gotta find out like, what are they it, afraid of? And no, they're afraid of nothing. unicorns. And no, she likes Skittles. And then like, oh my god, it's so funny. And then the unicorns are actually kind of scary. Yeah. And then they beat the monsters, and it's like, oh, okay, that's it. Dude, and you know what would have been so much better there for that whole thing, right? Was like the like that's the point where somebody in the writers' room should have been like, to your point about the sequel, it's like, wait a minute, why are we doing this annoying shit? Why don't we just find a way to get them, like, take the staff back, give everybody their powers, and have a giant superhero battle? Like, right. if, like if, if you're gonna go the route of this is what DC does all the time, and it drives me insane. They did this in Suicide Squad, they did this in Superman movies. If you're gonna go the route of trying to create this, like, world ending thing, you know, this global catastrophe, like mm-hmm. the Tree of Life or whatever, right? right. All these monsters running around the city. Like, give me the action that meets those stakes, right? So, like, so we missed out on the potential of six supermen flying around beating up monsters to watch children ride fucking evil unicorns and stab orcs like it was so fucking dumb right and that's and that's the thing like you made such a big deal about ooh the Shazam family and da 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 and they made it a big deal like that was one of my favorite parts of the first movie because like I kind of heard of the Shazam family but I thought they were going to save that for the sequel and then when he's like everyone hold the staff I was like oh shit we're doing Shazam family that was was, the best part of the first movie exactly and then it's like it was unexpected right and then it's like Literally, uh, like, uh, 
within the first five minutes, like one of them loses the powers. Yeah. And I was like, and then even his uh, storyline was it uh, Pedro? Yeah. And then it's like they're like, oh, so then he just says, and Rory like shoehorned in that he oh, was I'm gay. Yeah. And it's like you know they saw him like looking at a magazine, which I'm like, no one looks at magazines anymore. But whatever. <laughs> fucking 2023 um but then it's like and then he's like i'm gay and i'm like what, what what's the what, why yeah what's why? the point yeah. i think yeah maybe it happens in the comics but again like it doesn't serve like it was just like we want i felt like they were like we want to have moments but we're not, not going to connect them by anything well, and 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 this has been dc's problem with literally all of their movies they're they're all series and collections of moments that don't really tie together right. in stories like you know we like aquaman Right, there are a lot of really cool moments in Aquaman, like individual moments. But as a whole, when you put it all together, Aquaman sucks. Right, like it's so bad. Like I'm thinking about, it, like it would have been so much better if, like, I mean, obviously I know the kid was gay, but like it would have been better if like Anthea befriended him, Pedro instead, right. and they like showed like, oh, I support you, and you're like coming out, and then that betrayal really means something, like. Wow, like she taught me to be myself, and like then it's like there's some stakes. Like wow, now there's some emotion behind it. But whereas like she was like, oh look at this little disabled boy, you're nice. I'll show you. Be I'll, like I'll talk to you for five minutes, and then he fucking loved her for the rest of his life. And it's like, Ugh, oh yeah, so no dumb. god. And and I'm so sick of, I, I'm so sick of the over stereotype bullies in in movies. Like oh yeah, they literally pushed him down. Where like beating the shit out of him, and, and the teacher was like, that's not nice, boys. Right, like. like- no, there, that wouldn't that. I mean, yes, do bullies happen? Yeah, but I feel like that the like what they did in the hallway that happens outside of school. Yeah, you target the kid as not that I would know anything about this. Um, you target the kid walking home from school. You beat his shit on the side right. next to fucking Walgreens. That's yeah. what you do. Um, not in the middle of the hallway. Like no. it's just yeah. again it's so ridiculous. It's like very like nineteen nineties after very school 1990s. special nineties. Yeah, like it's just none of it feels real. And then like there were, again like so talking about the plot holes again, right? It was like. There were, like, when she um, brings, or when she raises the dome, right, over the city. Yeah. Like, there were so many scenes following that where you saw people in the city, and everybody just seems totally cool with the fact that they're sealed in this fucking dome yes. and don't have a way to get out of it, right? Like, like you see, they, they try to show you, like, you know, the one random dude that yells at him on the street, right? But by and large, like, when he's sitting But down, everyone's just, like, walking down yeah, the street. Yeah, just, like, sitting there eating his cheesesteak, like, hanging out. And you're like, what the fuck is like, wrong where, with these people? There should be chaos. Like, at least something. Like, there should be some reaction to it. Like, there was nothing yes. there. Another thing that bothered me, this is, like, very nitpicky. You know, she, Helen Mirren decides she knows the error of her ways, so she shrinks the bubble. Right. They make it a very good point that the building that Helen Mirren is on is, like, kind of cut with the bubble. Like, the bubble is touching part of the building. Right. So part of the building exists in and out. And I'm sitting there, and I'm like, and Lucy Lou wanted to get to her so bad. I'm like, then why wouldn't you just have the dragon destroy the part of the building that's in the bubble? Yeah. The rest of the building would go down. Well, no, yeah, the physics You know, just, the, like, just yeah. like that little shit was just, like, bothered me. Well, the physics of the bubble don't make any sense, right? Because, like, she, like, like first of all, like, they, the way they show it, right, it seems that it's only impenetrable when she wants it to be. So when she's moving it, it's not impenetrable because they show that scene of it going over, like, the biker, right, right. you know, in there. But then, yeah, it's like... But if the, the biker went up to it, he wouldn't be able to do Exactly, yeah. right? It's only kind of, like, what she wants it to be i suppose but then even like even more it's like the whole like she get like so so let me, let me just make sure i understand this too right helen mirren gets impaled through the fucking chest <laughs> oh right? and then just wakes up 
And then just like I understand what he did with like you know the you know he used the lightning to like yeah. You know, but here's the thing her though, back. if she got she impaled, got a hole. that's what I'm saying. If her heart, if we're going basic anatomy, yeah, no, the, the like, heart totally. is in shreds. Right. No amount of electricity right. is gonna just make the muscle fibers. It'd that's be different if she was like maybe an impaled in the stomach. Mm, yeah. You can maybe make it. You can shock the heart back because it's just, you know, the heart didn't get impaled. Right. But it made everybody that it was in this, the chest. Her heart doesn't exist anymore. But again, what this movie loves to do is like, oh, but it's God. So who right. cares? Yeah, like, that gods was, can do whatever. And you're like, okay, well, that's right. not exactly Like, how gods that can works. kill gods and they can just go whenever they want. And Wonder Woman can now just snap everyone's fat finger like and just oh, snap God, her finger they're like, like yeah. why didn't you do that to steve trevor in the first movie why'd you have <laughs> no but honestly if she could just make people appear then why didn't you why'd you have yeah. to wish him into existence you could just fucking like you know what i mean all yeah. this weird shit yeah that, that, that's like i was saying like there is like there is a good movie here but i feel like people they, they just weren't they weren't paying attention to the details right, right. everyone loves the shazam family in the first movie what do they do? They sideline Shazam movie, the the Shazam family for the entire fucking movie. Yeah. It, it, was, it was like, dude, you know what the best part? The best part of the movie was fucking Steve, the pen. Yes, he was the best part of the movie. Yes, it was very like um like Beauty and the Beast like right. sentient thing. It was like Harry Potterish kind of too, like that the library where all the books are flying around, right? Like, but again, like, that was such a like again the they just like the it was always very convenient. It was like he was like, oh man. How are we going to do this? And then Diego, or whatever the fuck his name is, like, oh, come with me. Yeah. Opens the fucking door. I was like, oh, yeah, there's a library, library here the whole time. What's and I'm like, it's so lazy. It's so lazy. And there was no reason like... for him to hold on to that information yeah. and, like, hold that information away from his family. Like, it, like I understand some secrets, but, like, I, I, I still do the same. Like, well, why was he keeping the library? I don't get it. Right. Exactly. And then, but then it's like, the you know they they put so much detail into so many little things like i love like i said the first like 30 minutes i loved where you see the shazam family in the rock of eternity and you see what they've done to it like oh and it's already it's already kid like the right. the, the, they have the lights and the big screen tv and, and then they, they like, like dress, spray painted some dressed things. up all the statues yeah. from the first movie like yeah. like that little uh, like detail i was like okay like somebody took the time to like think about this like you would see the different facets of all their personalities yeah, they made sure to put a tv like, in there so right yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then like and then like that attention to detail just gets ignored for the rest of the movie it's like i don't understand who the fuck was writing this movie yeah it was not my favorite yeah and then and then the like even some of the you know the one thing i did kind of appreciate which i was a little annoyed that it took him this long to get to was that in that final fight scene you finally get to see like shazam kind of cut loose a little bit like that scene oh that did actually look really cool where his eyes lit up with the lightning and he punches the dragon like oh yeah like that was actually like really cool no more of this like oh my gosh like I can do magic things like uh, bro you've been doing this for a minute like I'm tired of you being scared of your fucking powers like let's get yeah let's get you to be a hero exactly and it it was sick that's why like when he was like and it was cool like I would like the his suit was burning really looked much like looking like Black Adam which right. I kind of like I feel like that was a little like nod to the yeah. movie yeah and then, you know? they, yeah. then they were like and then I was like oh they're like oh Billy oh my god I helped survive and then they like buried him and I'm like oh shit but that's what I wanted I wanted the stakes I wanted, and I, I loved it I wanted to end it. right there yeah I wanted to end right there it would have made the movie it would have made the whole movie worth it if they right. killed if him. like Gal never came in and they left him dead I would have been like oh shit yeah alright this is weird and I would have honestly liked it better me but too so. It would have made a lot of the movie worth it for me because then you get like some because they like you know 
they they kind of hinted at it, right? When she when Helen Mirren's character was like, you know, he's like, what if I do X, whatever, so like make a bomb or whatever, right? Which I also love the fact that Helen Mirren just knows what a bomb is, but like what, neither here nor there, right? Yeah, right. But you know, she made it like very clear. She was like, yeah, anything in that dome will like fucking die, like you know, based on what based on what his plan was, was to like supercharge the whole thing. Which I kind of actually liked that like that little bit where she shrinks the dome, like that's how he wins. Like I like that. And as I'm watching it, I'm like, okay, so, like, they're insinuating that he's going to sacrifice himself. I was like, but I'm sure they'll find some way at the last minute where he can get out of the dome and she gets stuck in there, blah, blah, blah. And then when he didn't, I was like, oh. Right. Okay. Subverting expectations. Right. And then, yeah, like you said, they buried him. I was like, cool. And then then they played that that fucking Wonder Woman music that I hate so much, that Wonder Woman theme song. Oh, (laughs) Oh, that Hans Zimmer ear-piercing fucking nonsense. (laughs) Oh, maybe when I, I was like, "Oh, come on!" I was like, "Come on, no!" Yeah. Like, this is where we're gonna send off Gal Gadot as Wonder Woman. Like, ugh. I think also too, like they, um, they made the another thing that bothered me was Darla. Um, Which one was Darla? She's like the girl that with the unicorns and the skittles. The, the, the oh girl. yeah, like she's grown up. Right. They still played her like she was fucking five years old. I'm oh, like, yeah. this girl's at least nine. Why is she so like, oh, puppies and unicorns and like, yeah, you and know, kittens, like, ugh. Right, yeah. like when she was like the grown up one and she like fucking saves the kittens. I'm like, you're not, like, they played her so. I'm convinced dumb. the whole reason they did that whole unicorn scene was just so they could have that line at the end where she goes, taste the rainbow, mother. I was like, oh, God. It was just like it just so. Made no sense. I, I was, I was like, like at, at that point in the movie, I was fully expecting them to do something like where. Once the unicorn ate the Skittles, like that's the key to unlocking the niceness of the unicorns, and the unicorn was going to turn like white and rainbow <laughs> color. Like I fully expected that to happen at this point in the movie. I was like, yeah, because you know the wizard was always like, you know, oh the unicorns are evil and blah blah blah. I love how like they love ambrosia and they have a fucking manufactured corn high fructose, <laughs> fructose corn syrup Skittle with artificial flavor, and they're like, you know, it does kind of taste like yeah. the, like the nectar of the gods. <laughs> She's like, this is as close as we can get. But, and the, Skittles. But, but like, I'm sorry. And the New Yorker was like, you know what? It's all right. Yeah. Like, they'd be like, give me the goddamn ambrosia, bitch. I want these fucking <laughs> processed shits. Give me the nectar of the gods. A pure shit. Like, the only thing that would have made that scene worthwhile is if, like, they tried to give him the Skittles and the unicorn, like, spit it back in their face and just, like, ran away and was like, oh, well, we tried. Yeah. You know, like, oh, God, it was watching them ride the unicorns was so fucking dumb. I, and then, so, speak, oh, can we talk about the wizard? Like, he was in it too much for me. Way too much. Way I'm too all, much. I'm just, I don't even know the purpose of his character because it's like, he plays this like, I'm sad and hate life. So then Shazam's like, oh, then you can take the power back. Oh, no, no. Yeah. I, and it's like, oh, so you want to be sad. And now I realize you just want to complain about being sad, right. but then don't want to do anything and about it. And then he it. takes the staff back anyway at the end when he's like dressed like a fucking like, you pimp. Know, yacht he pimp. He was dressed like yeah. a pimp. He's like a yacht pimp, man. I couldn't like, you know, and, and, and his, you know, okay. So we talked about like Lucy Liu. Lucy Liu was hard to watch, right? Yes. But Jimon, she was just run no. Yeah. But Jimon Hansu is like, he's a very good actor. And yes, I, I don't know if he was like trying too hard in this movie, but like, he was again. He was well. No, every oh, time he was on the thing, he God. was just he was just pissed off and mad the whole yeah, time. Yeah, like every single and and I liked the little you know again like this movie like there was too much happening and not enough of everything that was happening. Like I loved the little like buddy cop thing that was going on between the wizard and Freddy when they were stuck in the world oh, of yes. the gods. Like that was actually an entertaining thing when he keeps on calling him the wrong name, you know. And then it's like, but again, it just like. 
the 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 tonal shifts in this movie are like peaks and valleys. That's right. I think that's and similar. And we and did we do Love and Thunder together? I don't. Uh, think. No, 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 we didn't. Um, that was before I yeah. graced <laughs> graced the podcast. Um, similar to um, Love and Thunder. The tone, they just they. I think they didn't determine. Hey, what what do we want the tone to be? Right. And then they instead they just said all of it. Right. Like because again, similar to Thunder, like oh, do you want to be funny? Yes. Do you want to be serious? Yeah. Do you want action? Yeah. Do you want like things that don't make sense? Absolutely. Right. And they're like, and it was just like, oh, but what, where? How am I supposed yeah. to feel? Am I supposed to laugh? Am I supposed to be upset? Is this like a really amazing family drama? But and then but they don't give space for any of those tones to then breathe. Yep. So then you don't end up caring about any of it. Right, because you're going right from one to the other. Like, And, and, that, and that's one of the things the first Shazam movie did so well because like, they were very clear, like, okay, our tone is like comedy. Yeah, Shazam like, doesn't it, show like, up until at least halfway right. through. And we're making a comedy movie. Like That was like their tone, right? You know, right. they had the, the just enough moments of, like you talk about like, the, like, the relationship with his mom, right? And like just enough drama to like get you over that hump. But like, again, it was spaced out, right? right. Like, most of the movie was comedy. And like you just said, this movie was like action, comedy, drama, like, you know, fucking romance. And like, oh, All within dude. five minutes. Yeah, like, calm down, please. Oh, God, it was like, yeah, it was it was tough to, it was, it was better than I thought it was going to be because it didn't, you know, oh, this is the other thing I want to talk about, too. The fucking, like, and this is why, again, this is one of the things that DC just, like, cannot do right. <laughs> they fucking teased, like, very clearly teased at the end of the first movie. Oh, Mas- the, Mr. Mind. Mr. Mind and Dr. Savannah. And I was like... Yes, like give me give me the weirdness. I'm yes, here for it. Yes, like, and then what do they do? They fucking tease it again, and I'm like, tease yeah, it I, again. I, so mind you, I did not stay in the theater for that one because I didn't care. But like someone like put it on YouTube. I'm like, right. So it's literally the same exact fucking scene. Yeah. Like what? What was the point? Like, yeah, it was is so it bad. because you realize you fucked up with this one that I feel like they were gonna do Mr. Mind, and then someone's like. We got Helen Mirren and Lucy Liu, and they're like, "Fuck anything we were gonna do. We'll just figure it out from there." Like, I feel like they got they came on and they said, "Never mind. Yeah. We're gonna figure it out." Yeah, All right. I agree. Yeah. 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 Anyway. Oh, God. Um. Anyway, so, he'll never be back. He's done. So. Yeah, I think. I, think I mean, I, think I mean, done. they did make it say Justice Society. If you like Justice Society, still might exist in some way, shape, or form. Yeah. They obviously in all of the things that James got announced. I don't know where they would necessarily show up. Right. Um. But I mean, eh, it sounds like they uh, they at least left a little bit of a door open. Yeah. Well, I think that there's gonna be like I think that anything that James Gunn has been directly involved in, he's gonna find a way to to, to carry on, right? Because we already know that you know Amanda Waller, right? She's getting her own series. Oh, so that's that right? that's probably well to be in yeah. or something. And yeah. I think that they're gonna keep like that Peacemaker Suicide Squad mm-hmm. thing going too, because that was all James Gunn's little baby, you know. Yeah. Um. So so yeah, I'm curious to see how they how they move ahead. Cause I think I think a lot of it's largely gonna be different. But you know, we'll know more when the Flash happens. Cause I feel like I feel like after the uh, and even the Flash, like I'm excited for it but it's still again i've already feel like it's very much the kitchen sink approach where it's like flash and it's flashpoint there's keaton oh supergirl too just throw her in there and it's like all right yeah we haven't seen the flash since fucking like justice league like right like holy shit and i'm only i'm only excited for like i'll be perfectly honest i'm only excited for the flash because of michael keaton as batman like oh absolutely you know and That's he's probably what gonna, I'm and going it, to see this movie for. <laughs> exactly. And it's going to be great. He's going to be phenomenal in it. But like, honestly, that's the only reason I'm going to see this movie. Because I know that whatever happens in this movie is going to, you know, not really have any bearing on anything else going forward exactly. you know, with James Gunn. So, so that's that. That is what it is. Yeah. Anyway, moving on. 
Uh, you want to talk about Cocaine Bear real quick? Yeah. I mean, it, it's it's not a movie it's not. that requires a deep yeah. dive. <laughs> Listen, what, what do I have to say about Cocaine Bear overall? How the fuck did this movie get made? <laughs> and get a wide release. I have no idea. And it's it's... I need a documentary about this movie. Right. This is what I want to know how this movie got Because listen, made. there's always been rated R comedies. But like the full gore, the cast, Carrie Russell, Margot Martindale, Ray Liotta, Jesse Tyler, like the not tiny names. Yeah. And again, like when I like Margot Martindale, she's like, she's she's gotten Golden Globes for being like very serious roles. Yeah. Same thing as Ray Liotta. I mean, yeah, Jesse Jackson is more comedy. He was on Modern Family. Yeah, yeah. And then it's like, and Carrie Russell is not known as a comedy actor. No. So I'm like, how the, again, like they, they get this amazing cast. Um, and it, it worked, I feel, Dude, for the no, most it was, part. I mean, like it was, it was, it's one of those movies, right, where you just have to, you have to know what you're going into. And you can't expect it to be anything more than a movie about a bear that's high on cocaine killing people in the woods. Let me tell you, I'm going to use my word. I'm, I'm trademarking this word because my friend said <laughs> the whole fucking thing was wackadoodle. <laughs> and the, all the CGI budget went to the bear yep. because nothing else looked good no, besides nothing. the bear. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and even the bear looked a little rough at times. <laughs> um, but yeah, I thought it, I, I, my favorite part was jesse tyler ferguson yeah so like a very obvious gay man trying to play a straight <laughs> redneck who's <laughs> not interested in yeah. margo martindale yeah. uh, it it was something to behold <laughs> with that horrible wig i know oh my god <laughs> and i absolutely loved how there was like this very subtle um you know, like double-edged sword, right? With the bear, it's like you know, how many times was it like, okay, how do we get the bear distracted? Give it more cocaine, but giving the bear more cocaine <laughs> is what causes the like the couple scenes where the bear was like rolling around in it and it, like had it up in its head. I was like fucking dying. Oh my god! <laughs> and it, but I saw. So I actually liked that there was multiple intersecting storylines. I actually liked that. Like there was so, that, there was yeah. the kids, she's looking for the kids. Then there was the whole drug dealer. Like the one guy who was the son who's like trying to stay clean. And then like the, like the thug guy. And he's like beating the shit out of the kids in the bathroom. Yeah. It's a very, it, like it, it's not like a, it's a, it's a pretty well-written movie. All things considered right. with all the different storylines. Yeah, it's just and, this backdrop about a bear that is high on cocaine killing people. Like it's just a weird, I mean, they made, co they right? literally made cocaine like freaking um compound v yeah it, was it v in uh the boys, in the, boys like, yeah. the bear was literally dead and then you see like the cocaine sprinkle into the nose and it's like woo, oh, and dude, it's the like pop uh, i seen yes it was like his spinach it was like da -da 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 -da. like i was fucking dying <laughs> it reminds me of that scene you ever see wolf of wall street yes where like when they're, when they're on the when they're on the uh the zanny or the lewd like the oh lewd, yes right? and they can't and they can't fucking move and jonah hill's character is choking <laughs> He can't move because he's so whacked out from the loons and he finds a little vial of coke and he sniffs it and he's like, Whoa! and he like, that's how he saves the day. Like, I was fucking losing my mind. Yeah, it was the, the, crazy. Can we, talk, can we talk about how this was Ray Liotta's last movie? Of all, I, yeah, of all the movies. And it's like, I mean, obviously, what did he have? Like heart attack or something? I, he died in his sleep. I don't know what the actual reason was. He was in like Costa Rica or something. Yeah, so drugs. Yeah, um, probably. Yeah, <laughs> it's most likely... Possibly cocaine, uh, right? right. Like, <laughs> I mean, 
what a hell of a last movie where, where it's like how'd your last movie end up oh I ended up getting my entrails ripped out by a bunch of baby bears that were also high on cocaine and the fact that they like went in on that scene like showing the baby like they showed his full fucking like there was no there was no insinuation there like here's his guts like just being pulled out you know who else was in a, in a similar situation like that Raul Julia um, why is this so, is that the, oh that's the guy who played Gomez no no that's no? well yeah yeah but that's his final movie though okay um, they very well respect that his final movie was he played M. Bison in that Street Fighter movie in the 90s really that, that was, was his, his final, final movie oh, right oh, god like, that's all I was thinking about being like oh my god this was Ray Liotta's final movie and just like Street Fighter was Raul Julia's final movie <laughs> <laughs> He's absurd. Oh, uh, the one I, thing we have to talk about, we talked about this off camera, is kids doing cocaine. Yeah. I First of all, I'm surprised the MPA did not make that like a thing. It like, makes me so happy that they like fucking just ignored right, it. Right, like, like I just remember watching it and I was like, I thought they were going to be like, oh, I'm going to try it. And then as they get there, he's like, no, 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 I never did it. Right. Yep. And then he's like, no fucking spoonful of cocaine for both kids. And I was like, oh my God. Like, I mean, I'm not, Nothing fucking offends me. I wasn't right. offended. I was just shocked that I'm like, I'm in a theater with a big backing company and they showed it and yeah. it got through censors. I was like, this is wild. I was cracking up because like when it was like when I mean, first of all, I, I found the whole um the whole dynamic of that scene really funny because like the kid the boy is trying to impress the girl like they're, yes. they're like they're like actual like first of all they were good actors for, for being children normally, right. we, normally we, we, we talked that we yeah. hated child actors normally yeah. child actors make me want to blow my fucking brains out these kids were actually good and like he's trying to impress you know his little he's like, like yeah I get girlfriend. that on the street he's like I get it on the streets and he goes it's like, you heard, what, what, like North Carolina what yeah. streets in North Carolina she goes how do you do it he goes <laughs> you eat it <laughs> I was like, oh god! And then like they, the fact that they just like took a spoonful each, and it was like, oh, watching them do that, like, oh, I, I could taste it. I was like, oh god, that is so bad. That is so fucking bad. The fact that like, they took the spoonful, ugh. and then the rest of the movie, they were fine. I know they did not get like whacked out at all. Maybe that's where they're like, if we show kids high, then it's too right. much if for the censors. So we just play it for the joke and leave it. And then, at the, and then at the end of the movie, when, when like the mom was like, they were trying to like figure out how to tell the mom they did drugs, and she was like, yeah, no, I, I know, I need you guys did drugs, like it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that movie, that movie was a real fucking treat. I like it, you know. I draft. I drafted that movie actually in the Rotten Tomatoes Fantasy League this year. Um, it did. It did pretty well. Um, for you know, a movie called Cocaine Bear. Yes. Um, and I thought the kills. Like the I was great. Yeah. Like my favorite was the the whole ambulance scene. Oh, that was the be- that was the best kill in any movie I've seen. All, in a long all time. three of those kills, though, like how the yes. bears just like booking it and like they did their research because I was like, can a bear do that? And you look it up. Oh no, like they can run at like thirty something miles yeah, an hour. Yeah, fast. Yeah. Like fucks the guy up in the back unclips the um the the park ranger and she just gets cheese grated and then the driver just gets catapulted out and then the last scene of the movie when they're like they're just the mom and the two kids she's like don't look honey yeah and like i love that they just left that there and they're just walking casually walking past it because her body's (laughs) in the street on the from the fucking stretcher oh god it was so good there was some yeah there was some creative good kills in this movie and i love i loved all of it like it was a great fucking movie yeah (laughs) um so uh, so next coming up, 
Uh, John Wick 4 is out this weekend. Yes, so it, it's, out, it's actually out. It yeah. comes out this weekend. Technically, yep. we could see it today. Right. So <laughs> we're going to have to go see that like this week or next week. You've seen the other three, right? Uh, oh, yeah, of course. Of oh, course. I've I, I seen the other John Wick movies. Uh, of course I have. I, I was going to say, I don't remember like the first two. I feel like I've seen them, but it's just been a minute. So I remember, but they're all on Peacock, so, so I'm going vi- to do like a run yeah, through. I vividly remember the first and the third. I'm having trouble remembering the second. Oh, Because well, okay. the first was like, you know, with the, with the dog, right? Right. And the third was more about how he had like, you know, he's getting deeper into this world, right? And, but the second, I'm having trouble remembering exactly yeah, what too. happened in the second one. I think the second one is the one with Common in it. Um, where they have yes. that scene, the Oculus of the World Trade Center where they're like c- quietly shooting at one another, you know? like oh, that, right? I think yeah, that was yeah, the second okay. one. Um, but yeah, so John Wick 4... Um, is out. Uh, we'll, we'll see that. Guardians is uh, is coming uh, out in like what, forward. like a month, right? In I know. They just, sometime. and yeah. it's a long movie. It's a they, long They released movie. the runtime. It's the yeah. longest uh, Guardians. Yeah, it's like what, two yep. and a half? Yep. And, and I was then, like, uh, I'm not, I'm looking forward to it and not. I just have a feeling it's, so this is, the gut punch that they were really going for Black Panther, I feel like yep. is really going to get me. I think it's going to really hit in, yeah. And then are you, uh, do you watch Yellow, did you watch Yellow Jackets season one? No, but I know season two is coming. Yeah, I was gonna say you should you should check that out. We'll we'll, we'll do something. On that. That's a great show. Um, and then uh, yeah, there's lots of like like lots of other stuff just coming out. We have plenty of stuff to talk about in the uh, in the next few months. Uh, a lot of good movies coming. Out. I mean, Evil Dead is coming out soon. Oh my god, yes, I'm so yeah. excited. And that new, for that Evil new movie Dead. with Nick Cage, uh, Renfeld, where he's like, uh, Renfeld, look, Renfeld uh, looks fun. They all look really good. I just I'm don't know if excited. I believe Aquafina is a cop, but I mean, listen. I don't believe, I don't I don't buy Aquafina as a cop, but I buy Nick Cage's fucking jacket. Yep, hundred <laughs> percent. That's exactly what I was gonna say. That's exactly what I was gonna say. Oh god. Well, we'll see. We'll see you guys soon for sure. We got plenty of stuff going on in the next oh, yeah. few months. Uh, I'm Matt. I'm Will. And this is Ready Set Review.